so patterns of frequency sorry for the noise it's a very wet rush hour it's about half eight in the morning and it is shocking it down raining really heavy So it might be a little bit tricky for a little bit. So I don't know, I don't know how well you can hear me, but every few seconds I'm getting the whoosh of the cars going past me. And uh, yeah, constantly running into cancer issues <laughs> the last two days. You saw my, have you listened to my last discussion? Uh, expressions of cogo and energy are inverted. I included a thumbnail of a, a council sign that I saw yesterday. Even I'd walk past it every day for probably the past two or three months or something. I only saw it yesterday because I walked. <laughs> I had to walk uh, a different way around. Just due to circumstances. And uh, walking around without an umbrella is tricky enough because. The council don't maintain the sides of the roads, the paths that run along the side of the roads. So they get overgrown, the bushes hang over. Which isn't a problem. The bushes hanging over is not the problem. It's when they're so overgrown that the path is blocked and you have to go on the road. That'd be classified as a risk. So, so yeah, now I'm walking around with an umbrella again, finding all these issues that the council simply don't, I'm guessing they don't know about because they say they offer a service to maintain these things as part of that service they're supposed to do things but they only do it if they're told about it which isn't really a service if you've already paid for it it's like wanting to use your mobile phone but you have to ring up your mobile operator every time you want to make a call just patch you through or something something like that <laughs> which is you wouldn't pay for a service like that. Maybe in the beginning. Maybe when it was telegraphed. Maybe when it was a manual switchboard. That's what happened, wasn't it? You call through to a switchboard, then you asked to be patched through to whoever. Anyway. Enough about service organisations. Failing to fulfil their service obligations. 
very easy way to get rid of service organisations. You just replace them with a better competitor. You give people a choice. And when people have a choice, when the service organisation is local, they're going to have more money than a council will. Because a council get their money from a central group. The heads. The central government. So they, they would get nowhere near as enough. So you could do all the things that they don't do. That's just the way it's going to go. Monopoly. Monopolies always break down and that's what government is. It's monopoly. Doesn't matter if it's organic or inorganic. Systems always break down and they're replaced. They divide. Biology. Cells divide. Reproduction. Everything divides. Nothing can remain as a single entity for... for an infinite period of time. People may say government has been around for a long time, but I don't think it has. Oh, somebody nearly crashed. Yeah, I think the, the idea of it has been around. But as a single unit, as a single monopoly, I think that's just a story because nothing, there is no pattern that would say only one thing is ever possible, that there is only ever a monopoly in government bollocks. Anyway, slightly on off topic, but the, the patterns of frequency so patterns of frequency, colours, red, blue, green, yellow, that is, they are examples of patterns of frequency. We recognise them as colours because of those patterns. We recognise a day, or rather maybe we don't, but we should recognize a day as a pattern of the sun rising and setting. We should recognize a year as being the passing of the sun over the longer, the longer passing of the sun, I should say, where the day is the shorter passing of the sun. Because the longer passing of the sun is progression across the across the sky in an elliptical fashion. Others can be more of a Christmas tree in some some descriptions. Where the sun at the summer solstice is right at the top at the North Pole. Which is why locations up there have 24 hours of sun pretty much every summer. 
because the sun is constantly there, constantly above the horizon. All right, now I'm getting into tricky overgrowth, so might need to pause. There's quite trucks and all sorts of stuff coming. So, so anyway, patterns, patterns of frequency. Nah, if you've ever watched a space sci-fi movie about space, about nothing. If they're looking for signals of alien life, they look for patterns, repeating frequencies, repeating signals. And that's indicative of something intelligent or something conscious. In that context, Now, if you didn't know what the free, if you didn't know what the pattern was or what the frequency was, you would have to just say, "It sounds intelligent. It sounds conscious." You won't be able to derive anything else from it. You could say, "It sounds like something a human produced." It's not. Um, it's not random. Random is seen as something that's got no no pattern no pattern to it but that's not true I don't think because random is random is just something that you can't identify there's random frequencies all around you they're just unidentifiable. So, maybe you listen to a snippet of a frequency that's part of a larger frequency. So you're only seeing a very small section of it, like visible light. You only see a very small frequency, but ultimately it's part of a larger, a larger pattern. Which if we, if we derive from the movement of the sun, we get the day, the year, the solar year. That's all frequency, movement, movement of energy, movement of frequency. So why would that not be applicable to other frequency? Why would it only be the sun that would act in that way? Why would, because ultimately, fundamentally, it's frequency. It's the same thing. Okay, I'm gonna have to pause. Right, I'm back. That was horrible. That leads me on to my next point. Frequency. Patterns of frequency. Can influence everything. 
your behavior is a frequency your vibe or the energy or the thing that people feel when you walk in a, walk in a room now that's just uh, that's something it's not something that everyone's experienced some people may not be able to feel another person's energy It all depends on the conditions. Depends how... Actually, I don't know how, I don't know what it depends on. But it must be dependent on conditions. Because I, I can sense some people's energy some of the time. But I can't sense some people's energies the rest of the time. So for me it's not a given, it's not a always the it's not a thing that everyone will be able to sense or feel. But just looking at my experience yesterday, when I came out yesterday afternoon and it was raining, and again this morning it's raining. Whenever I used to drive to work and it was raining, the drive would be different. People would be making, people would be making, I'd say less conscious decisions. They'd be taking more risks. It'd be a bit more, I don't know, like aggressive, a bit more riled up. They wouldn't be as maybe courteous as they would be on other days. And I think it's just because when it's raining, it's cold, it's wet, it's low frequency, there's not much energy moving. You just got all this rain hitting you, all this water hitting you, and it's almost just uh, drowning your energy. Because energy doesn't move as quick through water, unless you've got a high amount of energy. But if the sun is not there, if the sun is being covered, then that energy is not gonna be getting through. So it's gonna be a low energy day. And I think that's reflected in the way that people act. And I could see it clear in the way that people drive. Because I, I'm quite conscious when I'm driving, I'm focused. I don't tend to just go on autopilot like most people. Because you see most people, you know, they take the same turns every day, so they do the same thing every day. They don't look at what's happening today the behavior is based on what happened yesterday. Yesterday they were able to pull out without stopping. The day before that they were able to pull out before stopping. So it's learned behavior, it's autopilot. It's a function, it's like a computer function with no sensor to tell them 
stop because there's actually a car coming today. And I've seen that too, like, way too often for it to be just, uh, just a one-off. I've seen too many people do it. You see them do the th same things every day because you get into the same patterns. Your pattern is to be at a certain point at a certain time, and so is those. So you leave at the same time, you drive at the same speed, you arrive at the, sa you arrive at the same point at the same time. Now when it's low frequency, when it's a low vibe day, when it's raining, it brings people's vibes down. Especially if they're not moving. The sun, the sun would be picking them up, right? The sun would be giving them at least something. The sun would be giving them some form of, form of higher frequency that may lift the mood. But if people are just doing the same thing every day, and then say they're not exercising. Now I exercise every day, so I've never really been a person that has a low mood in the morning. I would get up at two or three o'clock in the morning, go to the gym and then go to work. That, I just, that was something I had to do. If I was going to go to work early, to get home early, then I'd, I'd have to go to the gym early. That's just how that, that period of my life, that was the pattern that I had to adopt. Wow. See, I'm stood here, right, talking about people's behaviour. And this, this guy, he just pulled in at a junction. He's just done a U-turn at the end of the junction, pulled straight out to the roundabout again in front of a, a truck and then he's driven down another junction done another U-turn pulled out again and I can't see him now he must have gone down another junction but that's insane. that's the kind of behaviour right he could have looked at the signs and been like oh it's not that exit continued driving around the roundabout until he saw the sign that he needed but he he took a rash decision. He. That was weird. It was just weird. I'm guessing he's. I'm guessing he's gone back the way he came. Because I can't see him anymore. And I've just. This, this is crazy. Like. This is how people get into car accidents. Like, when they're not aware of uh, what is going on around them. Like, I'm just saying, like, four, five, six cars, trucks, all just pulling out of this roundabout. Not stopping. Anyway, I didn't come here to talk about the roundabout. <laughs> it just so happened that all this was happening as I'm talking about behaviour. Behavior and low mood, low vibe, low low frequency, and that's why that's why winter is low frequency, isn't it? Because winter tends to be just dark. You get low sunlight. You get so low sunlight, so there's low frequency, and the sunlight that you do get is of a lower frequency than it is at summer. 
and you get less green because all the all the plants and the trees start to die off or the leaves do and you get less uh, get no photosynthesis I'm sitting here trying to cross the road and there's like one, two, three three cars who saw me stood at a crossing and they all, no, none of them looked at me because this isn't where they normally see people cross the road they don't normally see people crossing the road around here so they don't look they automatically look right which is where the cars are coming from so if I I always need to get eye contact with a person if I'm crossing the road because I need to see what they're doing fucking car I need to see what they're doing because if they aren't paying attention I ain't just going to walk out so low frequency days and today's what a Wednesday so that's mercury communication <laughs> okay so I'm kind of getting the frequency thing right so if it's a low frequency day maybe communication is going to break down or communication is not going to be effective that would just be my inference and that would be based on my experience this morning so my partner i don't know if you've been if you've listened to any of my discussions on narcissists that's that's my partner my father and her mother-in-law, uh, my mother-in-law. My partner has been going through a pattern of behaviour. Typically, the typical theme is deceit. But it's always, the prelude is always uh, being nice. She's nice to me. Then she lies to me. And then I catch her out. And then she lies to me. And then she's nice to me again. It's a full circle. So. So I've noticed the same pattern of behavior has picked up again. Yesterday she was being so nice. I mean, I'm not saying like she was doing anything that a normal human being wouldn't do. What she was doing was doing the things that you you'd expect a person to do. But for me, having the uh, negative aspect most of the time, she normally gives me the negative aspect. It is weird when she's nice and all I'm saying is she was telling me when she was um, fuck what was she telling me about she was telling me something about the kids activities like my daughter does activities after school she's telling me about things like that she doesn't normally tell me things like I normally have to ask Who's taking our daughter to school? 
yesterday I said I'll take her and she didn't really like it she doesn't like to be told or asked things she likes to be the one that tells me but because it was like almost time for her to go to school and she hadn't said anything so I'm like I'll take her And then the rest of the day she was she was civil. I made dinner, made pasta, she ate some, she said thank you. Now that that's that's one of the key things, right? When she says thank you a lot. Just for things that you you do for her, right? Which is what any normal person would do. Not a normal person. It's what it's good manners. That's what I mean. Good manners. So typically when she wants to be... When she doesn't want to be nice to me... She makes sure that she does not... Carry any good manners. And she tries to make my daughter do the same thing. Like if my daughter says thank you to me for doing something for her... If my wife's there, my partner, she'll say... You don't need to say thank you for, to him... It's this this uh, discussion is not about that. It's not about behavior of narcissists. It's about the patterns of behavior. It's the patterns I've noticed in her behavior. So she was very nice to me yesterday. Today, the vibe was different. The energy was different. I could feel it. I didn't even didn't even talk to her she just walked into the kitchen and it was just hectic and you think if something if something's hectic it must be high frequency right and that would make some kind of sense right because Mars the planet Mars has got a high frequency and that represents fire and anger and fears and all that stuff. But in terms of energy, where does fear and anger fit into it? The red section or the blue section? Now, the only reason why it's represented by red is because that's the first color you see. So you could say that that represents high frequency of emotion. You see the color red and the reaction is high frequency. So I think that's it. I think that's I think that's the piece I was missing. It's like a reflection, right? So you see the color red first. And your reflection, your reaction, the speed that your mind works, the speed that your body moves, the the frequency of just your being is is increased. 
because it's telling you that there's something immediate that needs to be done. And so that would also go the same. Fuck. That would also be the same for anything associated with the color red. Why do bulls go after the color red? The matador is waving the red. Uh, the red coat. Is that because the the bull is seeing that color as a threat or a danger, which is how humans see it? And so the bull reacts in a high frequency fashion. It gets angry. It feels threatened. So the body is in a high frequency response. But the actual message is delivered on a low frequency. But because the way the prism works, you see the color red first. So, that makes it, that makes it interesting, but maybe a little bit, it's not really complex, it's, I guess if, if you were, I mean, the color, the color of water is typically <clears throat> represented as blue. Now, blue is kind of a low frequency, right? Energetically, energetically, it's high frequency. But you see it last. So it's, you, your brain processes it last because it's not a threat. It's not. For some reason, for some reason, that's the way we're wired. So the water is not a threat. It's not seen as a threat, but it's got the appearance of blue, as does the sky. Now the water isn't actually blue. For the most part, water has no color, but it's got all color because it can act as a prison so, in essence, the water is like the human. But the condition of the water is not limited. So I'm watching the water fall from the sky and then it's collecting on the side of the road and it's flowing down, it's flowing down quite quickly. So that water at that point, that water at that point is high frequency, it's moving quick. And then I can see at the bottom of the hill is a puddle. It's a collection of the water that's 
coming down from the side of the road and it's collecting in this puddle. So it goes from a high frequency streaming down the puddle to a low frequency where it's in the puddle. I think I said high frequency streaming down the puddle. High frequency streaming down the side of the road collecting in a low frequency of the puddle. So the higher the frequency it just means the quantity at the other end is going to increase. Wavelength. You've got more water streaming down high frequency it collects in the puddle the puddle gets bigger bigger wavelength lower frequency it's stagnant the water's not moving now or it's not moving to the same degree that's the same as a human we could be we could be at any point in that downhill flow we can also be the puddle and to be the puddle is to be stagnant is to be watching Netflix is to not really be doing anything it's low energy it's uh, just showing up whereas the high frequency flowing down the river uh, flowing down the road could be just going through your your day you do your workout and then as you go through the day the energy decreases and decreases until you're in the puddle and you're watching Netflix now what if you were in a low if you were say you were low energy say you were low vibe most of the time so maybe you vegetate you just watch Netflix most of the time so you're in the puddle how do you get back up the river How would you get back up the river? You're gonna go against the current? You're gonna go against the flow of the the water coming down? In order to get back up you would have to transmute in some way. How does the how does water do it? We're told that water as it is a liquid on the ground a body of water the heat from the sun evaporates it turns into a gas then it goes up becomes a cloud and then it falls again that's the model that we've been given And you can see it to a degree because you can see when it's warm, the puddle is going to disappear. And then when it rains again, you're going to see the same flow down the side of the road, collecting where the puddle was and where the puddle will be again.
So in order to shift, to shift your frequency, to shift your modality, to shift from being stagnant to moving you need heat you need light you need the sun Now what does the sun do? It makes you, if it's hot, it makes you sweat. So if you were overweight, you would need to heat your body up, which means you would need to move you would need to move in order to increase the heat within your body. And in turn, that's going to that's going to make the body expel a load of water. Because as the body heats up, you sweat in order to cool yourself down. because it's cooler outside of the body. So if you're in a place where it's actually hotter outside of the, hotter, hotter than the inside of the body, when you sweat, it tends to just, you don't feel it, it just dries up. So, not really too sure, I'm gonna start walking again. Not really too sure where I'm going with this. So I'm literally just looking at this little stream of water going down the side of the road, collecting at this big puddle. It's just happen chance that that it was there. And the only thing that's going to affect its condition at the minute is when the rain stops, the frequency is going to decrease. And when the sun comes out, it is going to evaporate. It's going to change its state. Its state is going to be changed. So, so that is moving to high frequency because the sun is high frequency. And the sun is what's needed to evaporate the water to make it to help it help it change its state from a liquid to a gas and back to a liquid again. 
so you can really feel it's a low vibe day <laughs> I know some people say they enjoy the rain but I don't know it just seems to be dulling everything like even though it's not it's not that busy where I am there's cars over the other side of the tree line but there's not really any people or any cars going past where I am so I don't know it just feels it feels like a low day but the uh, I guess the key takeaway from this was Whilst we see red, whilst we see red, because that is the first color that is split from the prism, let's just say it's split from the prism, whatever that is, we can get a prism and we can put white light through it and we can see the red at the top. We can see a rainbow red at the top. But the response, the emotional response, the physical response from the person seeing red, that response is high, en high energy. Opposites attract. It's almost like a magnetic effect. You see red, you have to respond. It's not saying that you you see red and you feel the urge you have to do what it says. I'm looking at a, I'm looking at a sign now for driveways and they've got the writing in red. And they've got a box with the phone number in it and the background is red. It's not making me want to call the number. But I notice it. If it was a different colour, maybe I wouldn't notice it. So... I think that is the key takeaway for me. That was... I think that was the piece I was missing. It's the response. It's the observer's response. The energy is still the same. The energy is still low. But the low is commanding a high energy response. It's like emotions. Emotions of anger and fear. Even love and happiness. Can be highly energetic. They're all represented by the colour red. Love, the red heart. And emotion is... Emotion lives in the blood. It runs in the blood, it's chemical. I don't, I don't know why, there's some people that think that chemical imbalance or something that that isn't that they that, 
I, I don't know. They 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 have the opinion that mental illness or anything to do with the psyche is not chemical imbalance so it's something it's ingrained in DNA or something and that might be that might be accurate in some cases but I would refer it to being an an archetype a character a psychopath a murderer a Jack the Ripper that would be the kind of they're the kind of people that they're talking about because they talk about paranormal things they go looking for paranormal things so the the things that they encounter tend to be of that nature murders have happened or things of that nature in that shape or form but it's in the blood it has to be in the blood because you're that energy field I was talking about that, that vibe that you feel with people is running in the blood and the blood has to be pumped through the heart so if you've got a high heart rate it's because there's something in the blood that is triggering that heart rate hormones chemicals they get released because you sense danger you see red you feel red anything that requires a high energetic response from a low energetic standpoint it goes from low to high now that's not to say that everyone is going to be panicking you know like a high energy response you know like slamming on the brakes when they see a red light not everyone's going to be doing that because people will be in different states so have different conditions they'll be closer or further away from from the desired state which is to stop your car at a red light because there's other it's it's not all it's not all so mechanical but in some cases it can seem that way I mean the very nature of these signs is mechanical to stop just stop that's it but the response the desired response is mechanical but it's the condition of the observer the person that sees the sign it's their condition that uh, dictates what state they will observe if they aren't paying attention if they're in uh, if they're in a very low vibe they have to get to a high state they have to stop so that gap the gap in the wavelength is what is going to dictate how the how the state is going to look whether it's going to be screeching tires or whether it's going to be uneventful so it is the response 
the response desired from something that has low energy is high energy. So that's important to consider when you're looking at things. When you're looking at logos, when you're looking at representations of political parties or writing or newspapers, anything like that. It's important to consider what response they desire. Now for someone that's aware of things like that, it may not be that difficult to see. But if you're in a state where maybe this is something brand new that you're hearing that it's not so obvious it could it's, it's, it is like moving from a lower to a higher state it is that movement of not realising to moving to realisation that what you are seeing every day the meaning that is given to it is almost artificial because the real meaning is what it's doing in your brain what it's doing to your emotions it's, tri- it's triggers the being used as triggers because it's to trigger the correct response the correct energetic response so red is immediate high energy response required If it is a blue informational sign, for example, take your time, stand there and read it for a while. It's a high energy sign, or it's a high energy color that demands a low energy response. And the same with green. Green, just middle of the road, it just needs a middle of the road uh, response. So maybe take a look and see where most of your responses are coming from, or what where most of your responses are being required from. I guess that's I guess that's the main the main thing. Where are you being asked? What kind of energy are you being asked to put into the responses that you see mostly? Now I realized this morning I use because I've been I've been working with computers for 30 years. Since I was seven years old. <laughs> I was given a computer. And I've always been interested in the lowest level of the computer telling it to do things, programming it. So I always use what's called a terminal, which is basically basically back before computers went portable, before they could fit in a room, or rather a little bit after. They could, they could fit in a room when I started programming them. But... Um, Somebody just 
The guy just drove past and flashed his lights at me. WA, no, weird. I don't know, maybe these people are recognizing me now. Maybe we're in the same pattern. Anyway, yeah, so terminals, right? So terminal screen is basically how you would interface with a server back before they had, like, Actually, no, it was, it was the preferred method for a server because a server, you don't want to run any graphical interface on it because it just consumes memory and resources and it's just it's really not needed. So you would just have a black screen with white text and you would enter your commands. You'd log in, you'd enter your commands. You could do programming in it. It was basically your interface to this system. So that, that was basically how I learned to program. So that's still what I use today. So when I write, even, even when I write things, so I keep, I've written quite a few things on different aspects, numerology, astrotheology, philosophy just general general sort of topics that caught my interest at one point um, but I also keep diaries of things that happened specifically with my partner because she's become she's become the way that she has because she no longer gets the energy from me So, so yeah she's very she can be very cold and she wants a high energetic response because cold is low frequency so I use a terminal to write everything and it was only this morning I was like why are they always black and white now I used to get some terminals they have a black background but the text would be slightly different like it'd be uh, luminous green or maybe an orange depending on the manufacturer but they're typically represented as black and white which is interesting because black and white is what I spoke about over the last week about black and white being the basis the foundation if you took away the prism you would just have black and white matter and antimatter light and shadow and this is the interface into a computer system this is how you program the computer system in black and white but I, I just found that as an expression of as an expression of whatever this system is that we're living in this system of light system of frequency I'm not saying that that's all that it is but I'm looking at the 
I always try and get to the root of the problem. That that's what I've always that's what I've done throughout my quote unquote career is help people fix problems. So that's what I do. So I look for the root of the problem. So when I'm looking for what is going on where we live, what is it driving what we where we live? What does it mean to live? I'm looking for the core. I spent a lot of time looking at the systems in the systems. You know, like the the knowledge built on top of the knowledge that is science. That all describe the same thing. But you have people looking at the outer skins of the onion. Nobody is going to the core of the onion. And that's essentially what it's like. Everyone's looking at all these skins and they're all interrelated, but they don't see the interrelationships. So everyone is just doing the same thing, but in a different expression, a different aspect. So I tend to look for the core. I don't want to mess around anymore, kind of thing. So... The thing that is most predominant, the thing that, that that produces everything that we see is light, energy, frequency. That's the core. That's the core of it. That's the core of what we can perceive. I think anyway. Now we can see in different frequencies if we have specific devices like a black light or night vision so why would there not be one to see just the black and white well it's because you're already in the system you're already in the prism we're in the prism so you can't really get you can't really get to the core of the issue from within it you're just in one of the layers. So that is where I'm at now. And this is just an ever evolving discussion of everything really. Just whatever wherever the flow takes me. That just tends to be how I work now. I think that, that that's the primary reason for me creating these discussions is just to talk. To talk about the things I've been looking at or thinking about or the things that just come up naturally. It's not... I'm not trying to force anything. So I know that that doesn't work. It just creates resistance. So you just let things flow naturally and you'll see or you'll find different things. You'll find the pattern of energy desires the inverse.
the a low energy color like red requires a high energy response because that's how the prism defines it or that's how the brain that's what the brain is telling it to do so I think that is it for now and maybe see what happens later have a good day